that, of course, is the voice of one of the most scariest human beings walking the earth, Francis Ngano, the Predator. Interview with ESPN. It's on YouTube right now. I'm back. It's MMA by Melican. Suspect picks are back, people. I am back. I couldn't let a pay-per-view slide. I let a event slide, uh, you know, but I couldn't let a pay-per-view slide. Hope everybody out there is staying safe, staying strong, staying positive. Oh, man. Still here. New season. Same old suspect picks. Season three. Oh, my goodness. Let's see if I can make it another year. Lord have mercy. I don't know. <laughs> Man, it's been rough. It's been rough. I don't know. But let's let's get this. Let's do it. As I said already, I gave this prediction already. I'm going to continue with my lock. Cyril gone. However, he's 10-0. Undefeated in Muay Thai, but only 12 fights. 12 fights in Muay Thai isn't a lot at all. At all. I mean, that's a baby right there. Uh, that's, that's, yeah, that's not... It's not a lot. Why is Valentina Shevchenko great? Because of, I mean, 28 years, as she said, 28 years. And I mean, she's been competing in Muay Thai a long time. Stan Fairtech. Hell, Supergirl Fairtech, who just fought, who really didn't win that. Well, uh, to me, she won that fight with Ectorina. But apparently, they're going to do a quick turnaround, an instant rematch. Hopefully, Vanderea gets her cardio together man both of them the cardio is terrible now 16 year old that's a little bad clearly you know i always say young people you know 20s that's well i don't know if she's still 16 i, I don't even know scratch that i don't i really don't even know how old she actually is but i know she's young but 20 year olds period in general like i said all times unless their diet is made up of sugar they're pretty much going to have some excellent cardio just off the bat just per youth. Of course, you got to work out. Got to exercise. She always is, you know, she's always sparring. She's always training. So I don't know what happened there. Uh, but yeah, I just think that, you know, uh, well, we'll see what happens. But I did think that she won. You know, I thought she did enough in third to score the victory. But yeah, like I said, Sorogon has been my lock. I talked, I did that pick up last year. Well, it was a couple weeks ago. So yeah, let me, I got to do it again, right? Again, I'm sticking with my lot who's been surreal gone. When I deviated from him before, I was wrong. That was versus Derek Lewis. I thought Derek Lewis was going to do a flash KO on gone, but he didn't put him away. As far as Francis not being technical, folks are out of their mind. Y'all crazy to think that Francis can't turn this dude's head into a Pez dispenser. He's at the end of the day at Boy Tie Fighter. Working off their back foot and all this other kind of trash. Nah, 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 nah. Gon holds his head up entirely too high. He does have good movement, but that's but he does try to he does that when he's not in trouble. I don't remember really backpedaling all that much. I don't really remember him fighting defensively. He always made sure he's in a good position, but he made himself he made sure he was in good position versus fighters who really weren't all that technical at all. Derek Lewis has said himself. And he's not all that technical. You know, it's... 
so it, it, you know he's going up against someone with I mean one of the most frightening individuals going 100% finishing rate only time Francis has lost was via uh, was by decision that's it now yeah sure Gone could survive and won by the decision absolutely absolutely but that would require he is a heavyweight and this is a five round fight so you know he went five rounds versus Volkov and Jarzino Rosenstrike. We'll see. The thing is, none of these individuals compare to Francis. They don't. Not a single person that gone his face compares to Dante Mays. Word? You can't. No. No. He's a can crusher. All right. I discussed. I discussed Dante Mays at length. And it's not. And again, I say it again for the untamed time. It's not Dante Mays' fault. He was not out here like Michael Venom Page, just kind of cherry picking opponents. And even the, the flag for Page, I think, is a little unwarranted. But, you know, that's that I'm not, I will never blame Dontel Mays for his situation. That's not his fault. He he literally fought who he could fight in the moment. And half the time, like he was in the bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? What my man Mr. B say he's fighting painters like they just got off of work painting and just hey, you know, let's just go ahead and make five bucks fighting this dude. It was pretty yeah, if you want to see some true cans and tomatoes, just watch. You gotta do a deep dive. It takes a deep dive. Can't you watching highlight reels on uh Fight Pass for Dante. But yeah, he crushed some cans in this time. Yeah, that's not no. You know, Tanner Bowser, not bad, not a bad striker, but come on now, you know, that's not no. Junior Dos Santos, I mean please. Francis laid him out. Like, you know what I mean? He laid him out too, so who cares? A great fighter. Junior's an excellent fighter, but he's past his prime in both fights. And he got finished by both people, so that doesn't say anything to anyone. Alexander Volkov got knocked out by Derek Lewis in a fight he was winning. <laughs> no, scratch him off. That's not that's not a barometer. Drago is not a barometer, man. I'm sorry. And of course, then there's Derek Lewis, who, come on, that fight between him and Francis was a fraud. It was absurd. It was horrible. And can't you can't use that as a barometer for anything at all. You know, both men were definitely afraid of each other. I don't even think it was they were was, they was actually afraid of each other. I just they're afraid of, the, you know, being embarrassed. And I think that's a, a chronic problem in sports in general. Well, especially uh, combat sports. It's not wanting to be, when you get to that certain level, you don't want to be embarrassed. And I think that... Then there's bad fights. The next thing you know, you end up embarrassed anyway. Perfect example is Amanda Nunes. Yeah, oh, just well, I think Amanda Nunes just got taken so far out of her element because she only really has the one element, which is her ground game. Striking really isn't. She said herself, striking really isn't her strong suit, in spite of you know her finishes via strikes and underestimating your opponent. Now, I don't think that's happening here. I think both men are taking uh, each other seriously. But yeah, I said I was going what I'm going to do to make change to the show. In the intro, give you a pick starting right off. So there you have it. You know, I just do not underestimate Francis. He is a live dog in this fight. Now, I'm sure that the numbers have changed, but I had him at a plus 130. Gun started out as a minus 150. I mean, Francis, hopefully he stays at plus money, which looks like most of the plant, the money is going to come in off Gun. Francis will stay at plus money, and I think that he's a live dog, as they say. 
uh yeah i will slide some chains on francis just in case yep by ko just and i'm Khan has no head movement he's not muhammad ali i don't know what people are talking about he's so technically sound like he's a heavyweight stop it it's the heavyweight division i don't care who's in it first of all hold up now just i'm not gonna go on a ramp i'm not gonna go on a ramp but hold up you know who's technically sound chris Dawkins. Black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, way better ground game than Cyril Gan will probably ever have, got laid out by someone who's not technically sound at all in Derrick Lewis. Please, stop it. Anyway, it's heavyweight division, people. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. But I'm going to continue with suspect picks later. I got a very cool, very fantastic question from yours truly at MMA Catfish. Hey, MMA by Milliken. It's the MMA Catfish here to swim up in you. And pro wrestling, my first love. And uh, introduced to it by my father. I still remember the first time I went to see wrestling live and how different it was from on TV. Because now you could see all the angles, man. And that shit wasn't live either. And like, you could see where you know when there wasn't them cutting from thing to thing uh to show you exactly what they wanted you to see um and just being in love with it and enamored with it and even through the 90s and i had the illegal cable box watched all the pay-per-views oh huge wcw fan sting and kevin nash and razor ramon and the red and black wolf pack in wcw and it was just so amazing, man. I remember watching Undertaker and Mankind in that insane bout with, uh, at the end of it, Mankind's tooth sticking out through his fucking lip as they wheeled him out. And when Undertaker choke slammed him from on top of the cage all the way down to the fucking ground, like 30 feet down, man. So amazing. Billy Kidman. One of my favorites. Oh, you remember Perry Saturn, man? That double rope moonsault that he did one time? Oh, fucking A. Wrestling back then was just primo shit, man. Oh, China's always going to be one of the stories that makes me sad. I remember seeing, uh, God, uh, Eddie Guerrero go from this skinny little dude to the clearly roided out of his fucking mind guy. Uh, and eventually we lost it. I remember the epic match between Undertaker and Mankind and Mankind's two sticking out through his fucking lip and when Taker chokeslammed it from the top of the cage all the way down onto the ground, man. That's like 30 goddamn fucking feet and he didn't just fall down. He was fucking thrown down onto a fucking plywood table. Just fucking insane, man. China and Triple H, Eddie Guerrero... Uh, God, China and Eddie both who we lost to fucking PDs from their hearts just exploding, man. Remember Billy Kidman, Perry Saturn, the double moonsault, the Steiner brothers. Oh, it was all just so absolutely fucking amazing, man. So amazing. I remember watching that pay-per-view where Triple H tore his fucking quad off his leg 
And when he fell down, just running across the ring. And then he got up and wrestled the whole rest of the time. He finished the fucking match with his quad just fucking ripped off his leg. God, it was just so amazing. And boy, Stephanie McMahon used to be a fucking dying piece, man. Remember back when she was, oh, she was so fucking pretty back then. Now, she's a little on the heavy side and looks a lot more like her dad and her brother. But when she was skinny, oh, wow, just a fucking banger. No wonder Triple H locked that shit up. Also very good for his career and his pocketbook. It's a shame how he turned on fucking China, man. She was such a, clearly a wonderful person. And he just turned on her. Anyway, all of that is really just me waxing poetically about how much I love pro wrestling. Even though I haven't watched it for more than like five minutes in 20 years. And I have been recently watching the biography series that WWE put out. And some of those are just absolutely amazing. And they really like, dude, Roddy Piper one. Man, I fucking cried watching the Roddy Piper one. Wow. And it makes me think to myself, what is the point of the WWE putting those out? You know, obviously, I'm way past the age they're looking for for like new and modern wrestling fans. But are they trying to recapture old fans like myself who have left the sport and no longer watch? People like myself who fucking hate Vince McMahon and blame him as basically the ringleader in ruining so many people's fucking lives. So many people who have just been trashed by drug addiction and pain pills and alcohol to stay on the road 300 days a year. And I know that's the wrestling business or it was and all of those things. But it's undeniable that Vince McMahon preyed on people and made that shit fucking worse. And... Like watching the biography shows, I feel like, in a sense, it's them sport washing it because they're using all those wonderful memories to make us fall back in love with the product and not talking about the fucking horrible piece of shit things that it's done and the bad effects it's had on people. So what are your thoughts on that series if you've watched any of it or if you haven't watched any of it? And what do you think? I'm out. FMP. And that, of course, is my main man at MMA Catfish. Catfishing with Tad Daddy is his podcast. Love his podcast. You got to check it out. It's on Anchor. Same as this one. If you want to send in an audio question, I say this a thousand times. If you want to send in an audio question, just download the Anchor app. I know what you're thinking. Like, nah, nah, nah. Don't get wrapped up in that. Just tell me what a... Sure, you can send audio through email. MMA by Milliken at gmail.com. You can send requests. You can send comments there. You can send uh, or you can send uh, written questions there. If you don't want to do it on uh, Twitter or Instagram, you can DM me in Instagram. You can contact Catfish, though, through Anchor and listen. To, it kills two birds with one stone. You can ask us questions and you can listen to the podcast. How hard is that? Now, of course, you know, Better still, of course, is listen to our podcast on Apple and leaving a five-star review is greatly appreciated. Now, I know what you're thinking out there. This will be MMA by Milliken, Mixed Martial Arts by Milliken. Why is all of a sudden having this discussion about pro wrestling? It is so important, especially with the recent events that took place 
UFC Vegas 46. It's very important. You had the two high-level featherweights battling out. A lot of people thought that Giga Chikase should have, the you know, Dana should have said, well, wait, we're going to wait to do Volkanovski when Max Holloway dropped out, that Giga Chikase should get the uh, nod, which I thought was a, just the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life because it's like, okay, you're telling this man, I don't care what Giga says, because Giga said that too. He, he thought that some all of a sudden he's supposed to get a title shot because he beat Edson Barbosa. I love me some Edson Barbosa, but Giga's out of his mind. He is literally a kickboxer. That's it. He is not, uh, you know, Calvin Cater is a, is a, he has a wide array of techniques to, that he can use. You know, uh, just because he got beat up by, he got beat up by Max Holloway because he had a bad plan. Max Holloway did his usual thing. Calvin Cater lost it. He got pieced up because he himself thought he was a boxer, which he's not. And, you know, he didn't mix it up. And he just didn't know what to do. He didn't have a plan B. You know, in this situation here, he had a plan to counter Giga striking and go from there. And I know what you're thinking, but wait, this isn't the best leadoff for pro wrestling. Yes, it is, because this is the featherweight division. The man who rules over the featherweight division is the man who beat Max twice and is probably going to beat him a third time, which is pretty bad if that's what happens. Either way, this is a bad precedent. I don't, a precedent. I don't care what anybody says. However, Henry Cejudo, who thought it was a good idea to try and kind of pattern a persona after a pro wrestling style, heel. Heel, being a heel is a science, you know, and it's so great that uh, this question is fantastic because it gets me to discuss that. Henry Cejudo, Kobe Covington, now to me, you know, to me it's not, like many people say, what well, did it? It didn't help Kobe. It did help him get a reaction. It did help him. You want to draw people in. You either as a heel, you want people to. You, and it's nothing that bothers me about fans who say, "What's well, the character, man? Don't take it so serious." It's like, no, 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 no. If they're pretending to be a heel, whether it's Henry or Kobe, I am supposed to hate them. I'm supposed to hate all of them. They're drawing heat. That's the plan. If I don't react at all, they're the ones who get blamed for it, not me. Uh, man, Catfish, you know what? A good example of Val Venus. Val Venus. Jazz said a, a jazz from ECW. Man, you brought up uh, Perry Saturn. Oh, my God, with the Eliminators. <laughs> and that finishing move, man, with Kronos. Oh, that was the jam, man. But uh, Jazz said it best from ECW. You know, it doesn't matter what their reaction is because she was a great heel, great heel. And she always did something to piss people off, and attacking Trish Stratus was the perfect thing to do. Attacking anything that she was doing, it was a part. She drew heat, and she drew heat wherever it was she was at. You know, that's their job. Their job is for us to hate on them. Their job is for us to dislike them. But I just don't think that it's a good idea because fans can't take the criticism of other fans. You know, when someone hates on Kobe Covington or Henry Cejudo, they, they get bent out of shape. Well, you know what? That's part of the reason why it doesn't work. But I think with the Henry Cejudo situation, at a certain point, you have to be taken seriously. You know, the great thing about Kobe is no matter what he says, he is challenging someone. You know, now, I, you know, I won't believe he's actually going to face uh, Jorge Masvidal until they actually hit each other in the octagon. Right now, to me, it's just all 
smoke and mirrors as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I saw ESPN made the announcement. I don't care. I don't care. I won't believe until they're not kind of hitting each other. But that is that is something, because that's the thing about pro wrestling, and, he, and Catfish, you talked about the uh, documentaries and then the biographies and things like that. Well, not documentaries, but the biographies that have been coming out. Yeah, some are a little vanilla, but, I mean, you know, it's like if the person isn't alive, I think that's the best route to go, you know. Because dirt comes out in the wash. YouTube is fantastic. <laughs> if there's dirt on anybody, it has has already come out, and it's on YouTube. And, man, if you need to know anything, please go to YouTube. Folks out there, if you're a pro wrestling fanatic. And even, the thing is, is cross-pollination with pro wrestling, and especially UFC, and um, the WWE in particular. Because you had so many fighters who went to pro wrestling. You had Mark Coleman. You had the monster, Kevin Roundman, Don uh, Fry, uh, Dan Severn. Dan Severn is a heavyweight. Whenever someone says best heavyweight ever and they don't bring up Dan Severn, whether you, you know, if you want to put him low on the list or whatever, as long as you acknowledge the name, it, it, this is my first test of whether or not a person's a casual or not. If you don't know who Dan Severn is, we're not having the same conversations. Or if you want to say, like, maybe there's a super hardcore out there, maybe it's super hardcore fans, then hardcore fans, then average fans, then casual, no problem. Maybe that's something that is we need to start doing. But, yeah, that best ever thing, that's why I really don't entertain the best ever conversations. I don't um, entertain the GOAT conversations because most of these people don't know who Dan Severn is, which is why they can't really, I can't entertain who's the best ever if you haven't watched Dan Severn. But, yeah, hating on pro, people who hate on pro wrestling are, are, are casuals. They, they expose themselves every time as being casuals. You know, gay, wait a minute, Ken Shamrock's gay now? You know, I always say pro wrestling is gay. Ken Shamrock's, you know, in the negative. Like, what's wrong with gay? <laughs> Tori Wilson kissing Sable was a highlight. <laughs> the, the, the situation between Mickey Gall, not Mickey Gall, uh, Mickey James, and Trish Stratish. It's fantastic. It's very gay, and it's very good. <laughs> I, like, I loved all of it. And Mickey uh, James about to make history um, coming from Impact as a champion to enter into the Royal Rumble. Uh, that's huge. You know, and of course... WWE is going to fumble the ball like they always do with that. Because, uh, I mean, you have her win, and then you do a crossover. You have her, you know, Charlotte Flair should be up in there, and then you're the champion. It's it, it just they're, they're – I hate the reaction, you know, to just reacting because they need something in, in, in something huge to get people to draw them in, but they don't build up the individual because they think they're pawns on a chessboard, not individuals that could be used, utilized to help their – product move along but yeah the Henry Cejudo situation is a perfect example of why I don't think because here's the crazy thing okay so I think that pro wrestling because we see like I said I, um, and Ronda Rousey of course over to WWE I felt that um, Paige Van Zandt would have been a good addition to the WWE in 2019 not teaming up with Ronda Rousey like her not having anything to do with Ronda Rousey like if she was there it would have been great for her to be with the NXT uh, like the way they're doing things now. Yeah, now I don't like Vince having his grubby hands on it. I think Vince is just, he has to go away. He, I always hated him, though. Never liked him and always, but I, he, him, he's much like Dana White, where it's like, you know what, they, they helped their own product to a certain extent, and then you have to let it go. And that's something that I had to learn with a, a lot of my situations. Sometimes you have to let things go. And it's hard. It is near impossible, but it has to be done, you know. And but with uh, 
But it's interesting because I don't think like with Henry Cejudo doing the character thing and then trying to use that kind of an angle to build himself up to come out of retirement to have a legitimate, real fight. It, I just think it makes him, it's, it, it doesn't take, there's it, no way that a true businessman, like Dana White, I, you know, man, I agree with him like 5% of the time. You know, we would butt heads. First thing I would say if I was over there or took it over, like, you got to go. Sit at home and reminisce and talk about. We'll do, you know, shoot things, videos where he can talk about, you know, his experiences and things like that. Sure, he'll always, if I bought it tomorrow, he would still be a part of it. But as far as being in upper management, the way that he has, the power that he has, because he's really because he's an investor, not simply because he's president or whatever he calls himself. It's really because he's an investor. He would have to go because I think he's hurting his own product. Same with Vince. But he is a he's still a true businessman. He himself, I think, is, believes that he's a character and things like that. He, he puts himself on too much of a pedestal as well, and it's hard to take him seriously, Dana White. But this is a man who is running a promotion. These are men that you have to talk to in a serious business-like manner. You can't talk to him like you're a little kid. And that's what I think that Henry's doing when he puts that stupid crown on his face and then wants to get it. It can't take him seriously. And this is someone who only had, I mean, he missed weight multiple times for flyweight, then had the gall, the nerve to cut down and then get the belt. And then with the bantamweight situation, that was a vacant bantamweight title, by the way, that he captured. He defended both once. Somehow he's, I do agree with a lot of people that like Dana is, you know, he, he's a little hypocritical with the whole GSP situation. However, Henry Cejudo, I do agree with fans on the flip side of that, that yeah, Henry so it's not even about this damn pay-per-view points because GSP never was in the top draw. Let's pump the brakes on that nonsense. He was not a top draw. He wasn't. Is he a great fighter? Absolutely. One of the greatest. I mean, you know, I'm not going to argue with people that want to make him out to be the greatest. You know, because like I said, I don't I don't really entertain conversations like that. Of course, DJ is going to be top of my list. Anderson Silva is going to be at the top of my list. But GSP is on that list for title defenses. That Let's start, damn the pay-per-view numbers. Let's talk about title defenses. Henry Cejudo has, does, is in, he, <laughs> Volkanovski has more title defenses than Henry does right now. And this dude had two belts. Oh, wait, wait, yeah, yeah, two belts. Two, div- two different divisions. I mean, come on. Like, nah, yet again, yet again, I hate agreeing with Dana White. But yet again, he's absolutely right. Like, well, this dude just wakes up one morning, hey, man, I'm coming back from out of retirement and face someone who he has, like, if it's Flyweight or, or Bantamweight, he faced, like, Dominic, especially with Bantamweight, he faced Dominic Cruz already. Like, he faced someone who's still in ranked in the division. Okay, let's talk about that. Okay, let, let's, you want to come back? Okay. But to sit up there and say he should skip the line and featherweight, he ain't face a Giga Chikasa. He ain't face Calvin Cater. He ain't face none of these dudes who are a lot bigger than he is. Because he beat, you know, Dominic Cruz. Please. <laughs> that's bad fight math. But I just think that's very important because you have to be taken. Because it's supposed to be an actual sport. I know MMA is more entertainment than it is a sport, which is why I correlate so well to pro wrestling. But I just think at a certain point, they can't do the, the characters that they do. I think that's silly, honestly. It works in pro wrestling 
um, has been working well for a long time. But even pro wrestling, there's been some shoot, even with the, the back and forth. Like uh, um, uh, Roman Reigns and, and his homie from S.H.I.E.L.D., they're in the uh, ring. And, you know, he's like, man, you know, Roman Reigns is like, you know, like I wouldn't even, first of all, I was going to pick someone. I think he said something to the extent of, you know, I'm going to pick somebody to be on my team. He kept calling him a clown. He was like, you know, if I'm going to pick somebody on the team, it wouldn't even be the, it wouldn't be him, and it wouldn't be, uh, you know, person in his house, him inside of his own uh, household. You know, it would be his wife. You know, a Seth Rose, Seth Rollins, and that's a sh that's like a character slash shoot right there. And the funny thing is, as he's saying it, I could almost, uh, you know, predict what he was going to say. And I was agreeing with him. Like, yeah, straight up. Like, I like your character. You seem like you got, uh, seem like you got some talent, you know, but yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that was a straight up, like, he's married to Becky Lynch, uh, Seth Rollins. You know, she just had a child. Uh, she came back. I'm like, yeah. He's at, he, that's one, that's 100% a fact. Like, she has done way more than Seth Rollins. She's accomplished way more. <laughs> like, and she is a better talent. <laughs> she, like, that was a straight up, they're working within their characters, but that was a straight up shoot right there. Like, and I was 100% in agreement. Like, yeah, bro, like, he's a clown on the all run, even crossing over to MMA, if that was even a conversation. Like, nah, bro, I don't want you. I want your wife. No, nah, no, nah, let's see her going bantamweight or featherweight uh, or flyweight, and let's see what's going on. Straight up, like, like you know, so and it's, those MMA fighters wouldn't be able to take that. If they did a crossover like that or, or crossed over and they started doing shoots, they, they can't even take it when someone lays facts to them in reality. If they started doing the exact same thing, like, come on, someone could bring that up, you know what I mean? But, but, but with all that said, I do like, I think that it's a shame that what's going, what's going on with WWE now. Because um, I do think that pro wrestling, if, first of all, all the wrestling organizations, similar to MMA, they need to make those top, that top money because it can't keep depending on one promotion, not keep, can't keep depending on one company. So I'm glad that a and, a, uh, AEW is doing what it's doing. I root for all these companies. I root for TNA. I root for CFC. I root for One Championship. I root for Bellator. I root for all these because you can't have one. People, everyone wants to just to be the UFC. Y'all crazy. Y'all crazy. You know, because on the, like, Dana is a problem, but on the flip side, it should not be his responsibility to take care of every single human being that has ever stepped inside the octagon. I think that's unfair for anybody, because imagine if that was one of us. He drops dead and one of us has to take over. Sure, we could say we do things differently, but at the same time, the weight of the shoulders of an entire industry shouldn't be on the shoulders of that's like the entire industry being on the shoulders of one team. They try to do that in the NFL, America's team, you know, the Cowboys or the Patriots, like all that on a on one team. Especially in the case of the Cowboys, early year Cowboys are full of delinquents. I don't care, get mad. I don't care. Um, there's still not that. That's not. That shouldn't be their responsibility. Period. That is unfair. 
unfair as far as I'm concerned. The, a promotion shouldn't be on the shoulders of one fighter of a Conor McGregor or, or John Jones. As much as I don't like them as people, it should not be their responsibility to take over a, a whole everything down. Like as much as I hate Vince, as much as he needs to step down, uh, even Triple H, I'm not a big fan of him. I love what he did with NXT, but I'm not a big fan of him or Stephanie McMahon. And yes, Catfish, she did look good back in the day. I love her angle with uh, Chris Jericho, who, you know, I believe that's he's with a, he's the one who uh, spearheaded AEW. And then it was Jeff Jarrett with TNA. Uh, it, it shouldn't, you know, like it still shouldn't be on their shoulders. Period. We need more. You know, we need if the slice of the pie gets thinner, what matters is consistent pay, not high pay. I'll take consistent pay over again. I don't want minimum wage. <laughs> you know, what I mean, not anymore. I, I had that not anymore. But at the same time, I rather I take a hit on as long as it's some consistent and I can live off of it. Cool. And that's how it, if it thins it down like that, if, if you gave me the bulk of money right now, I wouldn't actually give it. To, I'll give it to some fighters. But I would cut it down. I would get Adam Weight in there. I would get women's featherweight together. I would get um, 165, a 160, maybe even a 160 and 165 division for men. You know what I mean? Like, um, I would probably do lightweight for women. Like, I, I would make, you know, Adam Weight, of course, I would make more divisions and get more people in. That That's what I would do. But, yeah, um, but yeah, back to which is... Um, your statements, yeah, man, yeah, man, man. I love pro wrestling. It was a family affair for me too, and um, yeah, a lot of good memories. I met um, and seeing it live was was a always a great experience. But yeah, I met um, Dawn Marie, one of my favorite valets, man. You know me, man. It's, hey, I'm part of the Hot Pass Council, and of course, I got legs. The leg show, you know, I had to I had to <laughs> had to do my own endorsement there. <laughs> Who and speaking of what, Stacy Keebler, always forget about her. Her and Tori Wilson, Lord have mercy. Well, all those ladies had great legs, but man, and yeah, China, oh man, mm, mm, mm. love China's legs, my goodness. But yeah, you know what? Because I remember um, speaking of Hot Pass Council, I believe a uh, few of us, and you know, you're kind of like a uh, honorary uh, member as well. We, uh, you know, I remember the discussion about fake, fake boobs, and and um, getting your face done and everything. Remember, China did that. China did, and Stephanie got fake boobs. And, uh, you know, I don't know about Stephanie, but China, it helped her a whole lot. People knew that she got the work done, but it helped her a whole lot. And she was proud of it. She didn't back down off of it. You know, everyone knew, and it just, everyone embraced it. She's one of the few individuals I can think of who, you know, had a job, and everyone knows she had work done. But, yeah, you know, nobody cared. And it just helped her career, and it's a shame how she was treated. She still should have been entered into the Hall of Fame. She still made an impact. And when folks out there have to understand, like, these these are celebrities. And then the, I call them all celebrities. To me, they fit into the category of celebrities. Even if they're, whether they're basketball players or whatever, to me, they can, you know, if they go beyond it. Like, Muhammad Ali went beyond boxing. That's why if I'm going to call somebody to go, it's Muhammad Ali. He went beyond boxing. You know, to me, he's still a celebrity. Sure, he's going to be regarded as an athlete, one of the greatest ever, if not the greatest. But to me, I still put them as celebrities, you know. And, and to hit that celebrity status isn't is a hard thing to do. You know, it's a hard thing to do, but that's how I, I categorize. And look what um, WWE in particular, look who, what they produced. You know, you had Dwayne Johnson, who's a huge celebrity in his own right. Brock Lesnar crossed over from pro wrestling to uh, MMA. 
You know, usually it's the other way around. Usually MMA fighter goes over to pro wrestling and then comes back. This dude came from there, collegiate athlete, and came from there. Kurt Angle, people talking about, you know, they can't actually fight. Like, pro wrestlers, are you serious? Like, Kurt Angle is a real gold medal winner. You know, um, but yeah, but but when it comes to valets, man, oh my gosh, Sunshine, Missy Hyatt, Joey Styles said one time that Missy Hyatt is like <laughs> having sex with Miss Hyatt, Missy Hyatt is like throwing a hot dog in the Yankee Stadium. I'm like, oh man, come on, bro. <laughs> but yeah, oh man, it's it oh man, that was good times, man. But yeah, when it comes to valets, oh my god, you know what? So many. Uh, Sherry Martell at the top of my list. She's number one. And but yeah, as far as um, just one, I just love watching all the time. Francine from ECW. Oh man, the back and forth between her and Beulah McGillicully. Oh my goodness, Sandman. Oh Sandman. Oh, bring back memories, boy. And of course, uh, Dawn Marie got a chance to meet her, so that that was a come, things going come in full circle. But yeah, those are my top two along with Sherry Martell. But yeah, so many gorgeous women. That's what kept me. And even the newer um, talent, like Brianna, uh, was it Brianna, Bianca, Brianna, Bianca? I, I can't, I can't remember the name, but um, she's, oh my God, her power. I think she's probably stronger than China. Like her power, she body slammed three women at the same time. Insane. I mean, just walking around gorilla impressing these. I mean, they, I know these are small women, but still, man. Uh, um, but yeah, I like a lot of young. T uh, oh my God, Sasha Banks, Lord have mercy, whoo, and so talented, so talented. That's an incredible performer. Uh, and, and Charlotte Flair is she's great. She takes all the qualities of her father. Now, so hopefully, she doesn't have all of his qualities, you know, because he's a knuck Flair is a knucklehead. But again, you know, one of the best heels ever. One of the best hills ever. And Conor McGregor took a page out of Ric Flair's book. And why not? And why not? You want to be the best, you got to learn from the best, right? So, but yeah, man, thank you so much for allowing me to reminisce and get my point and get, you know, get my rant across about MMA fighters. Because the thing is, it's funny because I think MMA fighters, would it would have been a good place to go from MMA to pro wrestling, not boxing, bare knuckle boxing. I just think that, and yeah, a lot of injuries can be sustained in pro wrestling, to me, more so than boxing. But CTE, concussions, things like that, nah, nah. And, and like, just looking at the way that uh, Willie got knocked out, you know, by a YouTuber. By a YouTuber. Imagine there was actually a boxing champion in there. That's not worth it. I don't care how much they're getting paid. Like, WWE is, and there's more things that could be done. They don't necessarily have to just... Um, take bumps, as they say in the um, pro wrestling world. There's a lot of things they could do. But yet, and it would have got mil millions for it. You know, nowadays, I don't know. But yeah, back in the day, it's sad that way things have gone. But yeah, back in the day, you know, like I said, not as far as 2019, like Paige Van would have got the millions that she wanted. You know, Rachel Ostevich, I think a lot of those fighters would have been better off going over there. But, you know, here we are. You know, Chris Cyborg, I remember when she, it was a conversation about her going over there. I think she would have been a better heel than Babyface, but yeah, that would have been incredible. But thank you so much, Catfish, for allowing me to reminisce about the good old days, man. But yeah, folks out there, there's a, you know, there's always been a cross-pollination between MMA and pro wrestling. Uh, Gamebred, look at Gamebred and um, Amanda Nunes. I think they, you know, I think it's AEW where they've been going. They should keep doing it. They should keep doing it. Build that up. Help build that up. Be a part of it. You know, but thank you, brother. Let's get back and go into suspect picks.
All right, so we got, I uh, already gave you my pick for the main. We're going to the co-main, Davidson Figueredo, Brandon Moreno. Yeah, they both made weight, so they're good to go. Yeah, man, the cringe. Oh, the cringe. The cringe is so bad. You hang out with Henry Cejudo, you get cringy. Thankfully, Henry's uh, ridiculousness didn't, I'm so happy it didn't, uh, rub off on Zhang Wei Li or Yao Jana. Goodness gracious. Especially Yao Jana. Yep, they both train you know, they both train under Henry. Everyone knows about Wei Li training under Henry, but yeah, Henry Yao Jana went she's been one thing I give it to her, she's been traveling all over the place to get knowledge. Mayweather's gym, training with Henry. She she's really getting her hustle together. So I think she may I don't think she's gonna beat Marina Rodriguez, but she'll definitely I think she's gonna stay at the top of that division though. So she's someone who should just, you know, take her time, take fights, and and go from there. But yeah. The cringe, thank God none of them fell to the cringe. But as a coach, I don't know. Henry hasn't been doing too well. And then John Jones wants to train under him for wrestling. I just don't think that wrestling is a key versus Gone or Ngano or Derek Lewis. You shoot, you look like you're going to shoot for a takedown against Derek Lewis. It's pretty much that's the end of the fight. I don't care who you are. If we make Henry Cejudo 260 pounds, six foot four, 260 pounds, he shoots for a takedown. Yes, I believe Derek Lewis is going to knock him clean out. You just, the thing to do is not do that. So, but yeah, I got Brendan Moreno because when you beat a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu on the ground, you're going to do it once, you're certainly going to do it again. But I think this time around, he's going to piece up Figueiredo because Figueiredo is going to shoot for a takedown. He's going to panic Russell. And that's all she wrote. But again, these picks are a suspect. Now, well to wait. We got Mitchell Pieta, who I had right from the door. I'm going to stick with that pick. Uh, no, it's not because he's a, a minus 270 favorite. Because, look, we plus 500. 530? Over 500. We saw over at... LFA, okay, 121, and of course, Pena. I'm going to keep bringing that up. I'm going to hit y'all over the head with Pena, okay? She, she was a gazillion. <laughs> if you put $20 on Pena that night, you can, still came out good, people. And I see some people are buckling. You got that urge to place that's oh man, listen, listen. I mean, listen, you you y'all are you're you invest money in companies that you don't even know are real. I mean <laughs> and, and you laugh at betters. It's a science. It's a science. So I hope people understand it. It is a science. Don't go in blind. And certainly, I mean, if you want to bet it, you look, you do it however you want to do it, first of all. It's about freedom. And y'all should have freedom to do whatever the hell y'all want to do. But uh, I see some people have getting that urge. Uh-huh. It rubs off on you. Could just sit up there and go, but wait, but wait, but wait. Sometimes it is just instincts, man. Sometimes. You know, I try to combine the knowledge. But, yeah, sometimes it's instincts. Cody Stain Stamen. I have no doubt that the planet's going to be rooting for this young man. It's been through a lot. 
He is a plus 161 underdog, but when it's Anamika Madoff, you got to go with Anamika Madoff. But Cody is a wrestler or, you know, you know, we're talking about somebody, I was about to say or. <laughs> Michigan top team. Uh, he, he, he can wrestle, but, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, he's blue belt. You got to combine them both. Got to combine them both. But he also trained in boxing early on. Okay. The one thing I'm leery about with the, uh, with the number of Madoffs is the striking. I always felt that uh, Habib was a good striker, a decent striker. He's willing to bang. You know, just, just the willingness to bang. To me, that is so important. A lot of these wrestlers, they're not willing to do that. You know, Derek Bronson, you know, he has some good showings here and there, but he's not really willing. He, what does he do? Grab ankles. Every single time. Carl Esparza, grab ankles every single time. That's why I'm, I'm a big uh, um, uh, a fan of Marvin Vittori. From from a fighting standpoint, him as a human being, yeah, no. But you know, from a fighting standpoint, fan, fan. I just I like that he, this accomplished wrestler, proficient wrestler, but will bang, you know. So uh, always like that about him. Again, he can't, you know, can't be that combination. You know, it's like he's not, you know, is he so much better a striker than so many of these uh, fighters? And they're so used, and like many of them are so used to leading with strikes, which I like. Especially if they have a ground game. Leave with the strikes. Don't panic, Russell. And he never does that. Now, in a fight between Izzy and Bobby, I expect the same thing as before. Bobby shooting in on someone with the such he's not the, that's a whole that's a whole another conversation. I'm not gonna give it into that right now. But yes, yet another early pick. I got Izzy yet again. Piecing up Bobby Knuckles. No confidence in Bobby Knuckles defeating this uh, incredible athlete. I did not there. But again, I, before I continue, I reiterate numbers are going to be different for those who are testing wars with you, buddy. Uh, you want to be as non biased. My secret is to be as non The reason why I try to do the breakdowns the way that I do is to be as non biased as possible. Also, you got to watch the fighters. Before you place the bet, watch the fighters. Now, most people just stick with the main. Now, my issue with the main, the reason why I'm such a. Uh, I mean, pre, it's the, you know, prelims, I, I get, a lot of these fighters I watched already. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm just following them, their path. Following their path. If it leads to. You know, like Kay Hansen watched her over at Invicta when she leads into the UFC. I continue watching them. That's really what it's all what it's all about. But it really helps you because sooner or later these individuals may become ranked. They which in terms going to put them in the main, which in terms are going to put them in next thing you know, they're in the pay per view. And I can't be that cat that's sitting up there scratching my head, like, who it is? Like so many individuals were doing with uh Jean Wei Lee. I I'll always bring that up. Always bring that up. You know, everyone's, all these ridiculous, like the analysis were all so, you could tell everyone who had a ridiculous analysis, they just plain didn't watch her fight prior to her coming into the UFC. You know, that's, that's really what it comes down to. 
But yeah, uh, one of the big, uh, big spreads right here. And this is another thing when you're betting, what you want to look for. Rione Barcelos. Open it up. He's going to be the main for the prelims. Oh, Trevin Giles. Trevin Giles versus Michael uh, Morales. I'm going with Trevin Giles. Okay, uh, hopefully he ends up plus money. I, you know, I always got to do, I always got to, you know, always have to give you some sort of an underdog pick. I, ugh, this one was a tough one. This one was a tough one coming up with an uh, underdog. Seriously, it, it was uh it was tough. I mean, if I was going to pick a, I mean, again, Francis is the lava's dog to me. Uh, what was it? It was it. Uh, was it Klaus? I think it might have been Klaus. He was like, "Yeah, this dude has a touch of death." <laughs> the touch of death, absolutely, absolutely. Rione, but let's continue. Rione Barcelos is a minus five fifty. Victor, uh, Victor Henry plus 3, 3.85. That's what you want to look for right there. That Not because the 550 is guaranteed anything. No, you want to look at that plus 3.85. I'm, I'm going with the favorite, but then what I say, then what I say, you want to look at that right there because if the person wins, there is no risk in picking the favorite at all. That is something that these dimwits come on a timeline and brag about. There's nothing to brag there. Not a damn thing to brag about. Nothing. Zero, zip, nada. Not a single thing to brag about. At all. Nothing, man. I'm trying to tell y'all. You know? But, um... The plus money. And that's what you want to look at. What individual? Because if you do pick that person plus add in the parlay, you're going to better return on your investment. Okay. But like I was saying, you don't want to, just like with the stock market, why are you investing in a company you don't know jack about? Because someone told you, yeah, right here, you got it. No, no. Don't take my word for it. Watch them fight. If your only th only fight you care about is Francis versus <laughs> Serial. <laughs> I saw people. Serial games. Let's get these games, man. Let's get these games. Let's get hit these weights. Let's get these games with some cereal. <laughs> oh, yeah, crazy. Oh, that's hilarious. I saw that on timeline. I think it was Pixie. I saw people, a bunch of people, but I think Pixie literally wrote out cereal. Hilarious, hilarious. Uh, hello to you, Pixie, if you're listening. Uh, good to see everyone on Timeline. Seems like everyone's back. All my uh, friends are back, which is great. Of course, when I'm <laughs> taking a hiatus from Timeline, everyone comes back all of a sudden. Posting all the time, too. I'm like, ain't this nothing? But, uh, yeah. Yeah, but... <laughs> oh, man, cereal. That is hilarious. Yeah, that's the only fight that you're um, betting on? No problem. Please watch their fights. Watch them over again. They're on YouTube. If you don't have Fight Pass, uh, that's not good. Uh, you need to get Fight Pass so you can watch some of these fights over again. It's not fresh in your mind. You're probably drinking at the time or very emotional. You don't remember. And you cannot go by the last fight that you saw. If the only thing, like, we're gone. The only thing you're going by is that Derek Lewis fight. You're doing yourself a complete dis, you know, Injustice. It's, no, that is absurd. You do not go by 
the last fight. Derek Lewis, no. Derek Lewis himself says his cardio is bad. So we already know. You have a cardio is bad. He only wants three round fights. I don't, man. Your cardio is bad and you're admitting that it's bad. Then even the third round isn't going to be good for you. Second round probably ain't good for you. Claudia Gadelia is someone who, you know, ain't no queen. <laughs> Terrible cardio. I could, you know, it's great that she has all this insight, you know, with sex, but no. I'm, I'm very, I, you talk about doubt somebody. <laughs> oh, I know that, you know, so many people want to sleep with her. Male, female, you name it. So many people want to sleep with her. I doubt it because that cardio is bad. I doubt she's good. I think she'll probably be good in the beginning. <laughs> like her fights, she's good in the beginning. But halfway through, nope. I think her cardio tanks in bedroom is the same as it does in the fight. I know y'all like, man, this is too much information. I want to hear all this on suspect picks, especially for someone who's retired. I know, I know, but hey. You get my example. Brownie Barcelos, minus 550, going with the favorite there. Jack Della Maddalena, going with the minus 335 favorite in that matchup there. Tony Gravely, we'll see. I don't know. Tony's been, you know, I don't know. He's, he's been iffy for me, for me personally. I don't know. I don't know. All right, next up, we got uh, the ladies, Kay Hansen. Taking, I don't know if she's going to move up the flyweight permanently or just taking a fight at flyweight versus Jasmine Jasvitas. And, uh, yeah, no, I got the underdog. Kay Hansen's a minus 220. Sure, she may be able to sub Jasmine, but I don't know, man. Jasmine, she doesn't hang out in the guard long, which will mess Kay Hansen up. And Kay Hansen has lost via ground and pound before. So as good as she is on the ground, I don't know if she's gotten past purple belt just yet, but it, I don't think it matters. The size difference, and one of the things I noticed, you know, some of these fighters, especially at strawweight, I applaud them when they go up to flyweight and take a chance. Try it out, see who it is. Problem is, of course, who they matching up against. Like we saw with Loopy, she matched up against, a, you know, someone with a lot of big size, size difference and a striking. And when a person has a height and reach, Striking, when you don't have great striking, that becomes a problem. That's, to me, whether it's jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu should just be a compliment to the striking. You know, it, it, it shouldn't be dependent on heavily unless you're a world champ, former world champion. And even then, it's not enough. We saw it with uh, Mackenzie Dern. It just wasn't enough. But again, she's going up against someone who does have jiu-jitsu. Nowhere near, you know, Mar Rodriguez is nowhere, no one is near near. In the UFC is near Mackenzie Dern in terms of her jujitsu prowess, but we saw what happened to her. You know what I mean? Again, that size, the reach is there. They have it, and man, the way Jasmine was dominant again. You know, she hasn't gone up against someone with the same kind of talent uh, as uh, Kay on the ground, but man, five seven. Might hydrate to 130. Man, listen, that's ground and pound waiting to happen. I love me some jujitsu, but you got to be athletic with it. You got, man, I know a lot of people don't like Eddie Bravo, but you, you got to be, you know what I mean? Some rubber guard going on, something. You can't just be real. And the K is very basic. That's why she lost to Corey McKenna, because Corey is basically the same as her. <laughs> you know, 
damn near just does pretty much the same thing, except she bangs more. Uh, I was just like, nah, she's not going to, she's going to constantly try to get her on the ground. She's the same way, same as she is, so she's not going to be able to sub her. And when Kay Hansen can't sub nobody, she don't know what else to do with herself. So, hey, congrats to her. Respect, respect, Kay Hansen for trying out this flyweight fight against this up-and-coming talent. Okay, uh, Kay Hansen, she has a victory over uh, Helen Peralta, who, man, shined Shine, completely shine over in Victor FC 45 over Elise Pone. Looked fantastic. Currently on a two-fight win streak herself. Congrats to her. This is big because, and I try to warn people that Kay Hansen wasn't, I mean, I could be wrong. She is, you know, I could be dead wrong. Vegas could have right because Vegas hasn't been too far off. They haven't, sure, we've seen some underdogs sneaking in there, but for the most part, they haven't been that far off. So I could be dead wrong with that pick right there. Kay Hansen may sub her as soon as the fight starts. I think that's the best thing for her to do, get an Amari roll going. <laughs> um, you know, because, I mean, Jasmine's still kind of green. Only 6-1, she's still kind of green herself. We'll see what happens. Uh, we got Matt Frivola going against... Oh, but what I was saying about Hansen was, um, you know, it could, it could be a bad situation if she goes, you know, just starting out and she ends up on a two-fight losing streak. So that, you know, it's, you know, oh, and hey, listen, props to her for her, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, OnlyFans, you know, uh, <laughs> people have been dragging her for the, the picture quality, <laughs> you know, what I've seen seems pretty vanilla, but uh, <laughs> the picture, I can't lie, first I was like, man, well, shut up. You don't got no OnlyFans. You know, she's a cute kid. You know, that's not my, she's not my cup of tea. And if someone comes to me talking about something, no, you would, you would do her. Yo, you getting the uppercut. You get, you getting your ass whipped. You don't tell no, no. I understand her past is her past. As she claims, she's running with the wrong crowd and all those other kind of jazz, but I ain't forgot her past. You shouldn't judge a person by their past, and people can change. But right now, she's young. Yeah, maybe she's just young and dumb. Okay, cool. But as for right now, no. No. Okay? She's too young, first of all. And then, no. Because we was all, oh, they hot. It don't matter. Is she Vicky Chase? No. Do you know who Vicky Chase is? Find out. Then you come at me. No, I stood next to Vicky Chase. I had my arm around Vicky Chase. Okay? So, no. Okay? In other words, I seen her. I know what she looks like in person. Okay, now, okay, that's who I'm trying to. You know, I'm trying to hook up with somebody. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to see Vicky Chase again. That's who I'm trying to. If you don't know who she is, you need to find out. Tell me, I'm supposed to be with some kid that can't even get her fight game together. Yeah, here with this. Anyway, uh, now Silvana. Gomez, Horaez, plus 10, 110 underdog versus... I know y'all probably on Tapology. Now, again, remember, the numbers aren't the same. Numbers aren't the same everywhere. So don't come at me with the number situation, okay? Numbers aren't the same everywhere and they're ever-changing, okay? So don't, don't get on me about the numbers. Because I'm sure this one right here probably changed. Versus Vanessa Dinopoulos. I just think that people are just, you know, kind of big on Dinopoulos uh, as they've been. Uh, I, I don't know. This is a tough one right here. This is my tough. This is actually my toughest pick right here. 
It is Montalvo's pick because, man, uh, Gomez is it. She doesn't seem she's a, she's a talent. She's a, a prospect. No, I'm not saying that because she you know kind of hot. No, no, I'm not. No, stop. Not a simp. Six and four versus ten and three. With Denopolis, I mean, I just, she just can't. Little Monster just, I don't know, man. She's just, some people are putting it together. Like, even though Kay Hansen may struggle in this fight, in this fight, she's dealing with, see, dealing with size throws the whole thing off. And it's MMA. It's not a jiu-jitsu competition. Jiu-jitsu competition would be a different conversation. Especially Gi, is a whole different conversation. It's no Gi, it's MMA. You, you punch somebody, you can hit them in their face, Elbows, ground and pound can turn very ugly. Very ugly. You know, and I'm not trying to judge Denopolis on that loss to J.J. Aldridge because J.J. Aldridge bangs. He's not bad on the ground. Lupe Gondinez grappling is her thing, and she will bang. I'm not going to, you know what I mean? Like, and she's strong for sure. I think she is. I would like to see her more in flyweight. I, I, like, I wouldn't dis- discourage her from doing flyweight, although I just think that, you know, some of those women are, first of all, they're too big for flyweight, but, you know, there's some size issues there, and I'm certainly not going to judge her from losing to Corey McKenna, who's very talented, very talented. I'm not going to judge her for that at all. Uh, but, you know, the former LFA champ, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I mean, I don't know, because Gomez is so stiff. Damn. She is so stiff. Uh, you know what, Vanessa? I'm going I'm to I'm go with Vanessa. I think Gomez might win. So, if you do bet, which I doubt, I know y'all like, man, you wasting too much time on this strawway fight that folks don't really care about. Oh, yeah, I know some of y'all, all y'all want to do, all y'all wanna do is see uh, Gomez and, you know, the Venom gear. I, I I got you. I feel you. Listen, I got, I got, look, I'm trying to, you know, I try to put my energy into it. Okay. I, I'm trying. I'm trying here. You know, anybody else would ignore those two. <laughs> Who? <laughs> that's, that's why you come to my podcast. Cause, because I'm, I'm trying to give you something that the other podcasters may not concentrate on. Uh, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying, but there you have it. Suspect picks for it. UFC 170. Hopefully, this is a lot more exciting than USC Vegas 46. And speaking of which, next up is recaps. Okay, one championship heavy hitters. Good more nothing like morning violence. Oh, fights are back, people. Nothing like morning violence. I love it. I love it. But you know, I didn't miss it too much because one had, you know, they had a event late in the year. And I mean, you can criticize Bellator. You know why Bellator should have done an event? I mean, I really... Listen, I root for Bellator. I root for one. I root for all these promotions outside of the UFC. Because it's necessary that they do well. We can't have it just the UFC. Sorry. You can't. Because at a certain point, you're begging for fighter pay. You're not really rallying the battle cry. But anyway... One championship, heavy hitters. Some controversy there. But, man, what a way to start off an event. Troy Worthen got taken out late. You know, in the final round. Man, that's the thing. Why do we love one championship? Because we're going, we, nine times out of ten, we're going to see a finish. 
you know, once in, you know, USC, you, you know, you never know. Decision after decision, cats getting robbed because Chris Lee is out there just terrorizing. I mean, that dude, man, I'm so tired of that dude. I don't know what to do with myself. And Sal D'Amato, oh my God. Like, what fights are they watching? But the highlight reel, we have Stefariti on his one debut versus Isaev. Stefariti's Hercules laid Isaev out. Damn near as soon as the fight started, both dropped each other. Only one got up. Man, listen, we know. I tell you what, I don't know what's going on because, you know, Apparently, one championship has their version. I talked about this last year. They have their version of USADA, but apparently they just plain don't use it. So, you know, it's their running joke about them all being juiced up. All of them are suffering Demetrius Johnson. He keeps getting his ass whipped because he's juiced up off of orange juice and chocolate chip cookies. And these cats just running around. Well, I thought they were juiced up. I had no disrespect to the doo-doos, but you can tell they're juiced out of their minds. My man got smoked. Got laid, Isaiah got laid out. Along with Akeda in that fight with Singard, who, I don't know, he, he seemed like he was concentrating. Singard seemed like he was so worried, he was focused, so focused on being unorthodox that he was kind of losing that fight starting out. But man, laid my man out with a lever shot. We saw a body shot collapse over at UFC as well. I love it. I lo man, listen, listen. There's nothing like body shot KO. You know my all-time favorite. I talk about it at, well, I don't talk about it at nauseam. I post the same video clip and of, well, it's two. Two video clips. Of course, the first one is uh, it's both Kim G, who should be is fighting in February. Apparently going up against uh, Basila Cachuea. Everybody, apparently, it was the minute they announced that fight. Usually featherweight fight. I mean, not featherweight, flyweight fights for the ladies. They usually, it's not a lot of hype unless it's, you know, somebody hot like uh, Alexa Grasso or somebody like that. Other than that, you know, nobody really, it's not a lot of, uh, people don't talk about it a whole lot. Man, when they made the announcement, and I believe what it was, uh, Pollyanna Potello was supposed to fight Kim G, and then she had to pull out. And then her replacement is Priscilla Cachuera. Most people were left stunned because it was like, wait, how does he still have a job after trying to cheat so bad versus Savage? So everybody, every, I didn't see a single person <laughs> rooting for no Priscilla Cachuera. Everybody was like, come on, Kim. And everyone remembers the infamous video clip of uh, Nadia Kasim when Nadia came out did the fake high five, did the fake touch gloves, kick Kim, and then got dropped in the process. You know, it was kind of on the back and forth, but pretty much it was Kim G trying to lay her out. Finally got those blows to the body. My all time. I mean, it's been a ton of body shot chaos, but that right there is my favorite because you don't see it a lot in the late with the ladies. And she just, it was making somebody pay. Kim's been struggling, though. Kim's been struggling. But, yeah, had to, you know, she made the right person pay, and everyone's hoping that she does the same with Priscilla Cachuea. I don't know about standing and banging with Cachuea. She is still no joke on her feet. So I don't know. Kim might actually get knocked out. But 
Hopefully that's what happens. Anyway, yeah, my uh, body shot KO is nothing like it. Liver shot, as they say. Sternum, I got hit in the sternum one time, and I was done. It is, man, it's ag golden day. Because a lot of people just don't understand when you get knocked out. It sucks, but, you, you, you know, depending on the situation, depending on a knockout. You know, like somebody like, like the Francis KO, you don't know. You don't know what happened. Unless, of course, she is uh, that bad uppercut and your, your teeth kind of hit together. You'll feel it afterwards. But for the most part, you, you know, you see a lot of the fighters get up like, hey, man, what's going on? I'm still fighting. Like, no, you were out for about five. You were asleep for about five seconds, brother. You was, you're not still fighting. You think you are, but you're not. You know, you don't really know. Body shots, man, you feel all of it. You feel the whole entire ordeal and keep feeling it. It is agony. I take a punch from Ningano any day of the week. Punch in the sternum or the gut? Nah, I'm good. No, nope, I am good. But yeah, so the story situation, I, I just don't know what's going on because I swear. Mingbo and Ectorina, uh, Ectorina Vandureva. Who don't forget, people, don't forget she faced off against your one of them J check. Now she, we watch her now and it's like, yeah. <laughs> Most people would, you know, will be like, Yeah, do we do we really need to know that? She does doesn't seem like she used to fought her at one she was good enough to go toe to toe with some Yuana Yum J check. I you know, I just bring that up. I just bring it up. But yeah, I don't know her, man, her and Mongbo must they must get their steroids from the dollar store. Because, damn, they don't work. She, both of them gassed something horrible in the second. Well, second round, Vandereva, uh, she was really gassing because she was lighting up Supergirl. But she was, man, that is, man, you, you can't, this is the thing, you got you to gotta put the, she put the pedal, she put the pedal down, you got to keep it down. You got to get in the sixth gear, and you got to keep it in sixth gear until the bell sounds in the last round. Once you start fading, it just, the judges just, oh, well, <laughs> you know, to me, she did lose. She definitely won that second round. That second round was hers, but she had, she had Supergirl beat, had her beat, and just couldn't seal the deal. Lost for his decision, as I said on timeline. It, to me, she lost. You know, she didn't win the first round. I agree with Mitch that she lost the first round. Definitely, uh, that, that, if there was like a 40, 20 rounds, she that should have been a score for that second round. Uh, Vandaria still won that second round, no questions asked. But the third round is iffy, you know, you can't be iffy in the third round, you got to seal the deal. To me, she really didn't do enough. It seemed like that gas and the stopping, she every time, even if it just as long as it looks like a kick, you know, Supergirl is barely throwing, it doesn't matter if it, as long as it just looks like a strike. It doesn't have to do any damage. It won't count as a significant strike, but it still counts. And that's what so many fans and fighters just don't understand. As long as it looks like it's a punch or a kick, doesn't matter whether or not it hurts their opponent, it counts. And to me, that's what did it. But quick turnaround fight, and Chatry was so pissed off that he gave uh, Vandereva 50 grand. He was so pissed off. But do you want to do a quick turnaround? It's going to be a rematch. Well, I don't know how. I, well, let me take that back. Not a quick turnaround. Sorry. Not a quick turnaround. It's going to be an instant rematch, though. Not sure when it's going to be. But, yeah, Chatry pissed. 
pissed, but I, I don't blame him though. I don't, I don't blame him, you know, because I, I can, you know, a lot of people felt that uh, Barbie got robbed, and you know what? Like I said, I think Supergirl to me, Supergirl did enough to win. But hey, I'm not gonna argue, you know. I'm not gonna sit up here with my chest out, stand on my little milk crate. Did you know y'all wrong? I'm right, nah. You know it. It. I mean, it was a it was a pitiful perform. I mean, and Supergirl talked so much trash, calling Vandereva old. <laughs> like, come on, kid, come on. This is somebody who is in there with you wanting your JJ. Don't worry about her age. Worry about that experience. Worry about them guns she got. I'm like, wait, what weight class is this? Are they in the same weight class? Hey, listen, speaking of which, if y'all don't pay attention to that stuff, why should you? That's the problem with one championship. They're, they don't have rankings for everyone. They don't have rankings. Guess what? For those two ladies, they're not ranked anywhere. Should be, but they're not because they really don't have much in the way of a weight class. And they don't have rankings for, they don't have every ranking for the Muay Thai fights. For uh, at straw weight, so I assume these ladies were at no weight. <sighs> Adam weight is one fifteen over at one, straw weight is one twenty five. So yeah, I, but I don't know. I don't know because didn't Vanderio fight at one thirty five? I don't know, but they don't know either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they don't really have weight classes for every single competition that they put forth, and it's ridiculous, especially in the case of women's Muay Thai straw weight because you have. Janet Bunt, uh, Jackie, always makes always smash their names together. Jackie Bonton, there's a, as last I check, last I check, there's not actually not a weight class for them. What? No, they have the weight class. It's not rankings for them. It's ridiculous. So you got half the roster just fighting just for money, not for to get into rankings things. Like that. I wish there are so many things that I I wish these promotions would. Sh- come together stop in well the problem is the eagle maniac promoter slash bosses like chatry and dana god man like i don't want chatry to go just yet like he's not someone to me that should be removed but god damn he they need a chair they need the shareholders that had that really because too bad it's not public a publicly traded company like ufc is now we can have share. I mean, I don't know what's going on with UFC with the shareholders, but they, you know, one needs shareholders that can put Chatry in his place, calm him down, slow him down, and put him in his place. You know, the Congress to his president. They they need that something fierce, but because I don't think he should go. I don't think he's a detriment to the business yet. I think he does a lot, and he has so much respect for martial arts. He goes overboard with it, but I'd rather that than the alternative. You know, so, but. uh yeah, I wish he would stop challenging Dana to a damn fist fight. It's ridiculous. He doesn't know anything about martial arts. He knows something about pulling a business out of bankruptcy. He knows something. Dana knows something about getting celebrities to invest in his product. Okay, what celebrity is invested in one championship? Many of them, that, you know, if Kobe were alive, would he even know about one champ? Would he even care? <laughs> you know, he might, he might, I don't know. He's, you know, he's a business, he was a businessman, you know, may rest in peace. But yeah, uh, the ladies got to do something about them steroids. They, they got to get on some better steroids or something. This cardio issues is driving me crazy. Mambo, as soon as the fight goes down to the ground, she is done. This is ridiculous. She's a wrestler. 
She's not just a knockout artist. She's a wrestler. It, I don't understand. You know, sure, like like if she's she if she's being the aggressor, because we've been saying that a lot, especially in the women's divisions, where the aggressive wrestler gets the takedown. Next thing you know, they're inside with someone's guard. They're they're you know it's 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 going downhill. We saw that with Ashley Zapatella. We saw that with Rio to Fogat. We saw that here with Mong Bo. It's 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 getting a little out of hand. You know, it's just like, but I can see like you know you force to take down the judiciary practitioner is doing their thing. I get it. I get it. I don't understand someone who's being taken down, a wrestler who's being taken down. Well, we saw it with Nunes. That's what happened with her. I mean, she's not really a wrestler, but she she is an all-around grappler. But, yeah, she got taken down. Well, I kind of figured out what happened, though. Now I take, to take that because I always felt that. I always had the sneaky suspicion that her and Val, they were on their back. If you truly get them on their back, they would, they would uh, struggle, you know, because they're not used to it. But I don't get Mom Bo, though. Because it's the thing, Val isn't a wrestler, neither is Nunes. She, she wrestles, but she's not really sort of wrestling, the same kind of wrestling background. I, I understand, she she drives me crazy. But yeah, her cardio is, is trash. And I wish, and that's the problem with a lot of wrestlers, they think that they just, you know, they're strong, they're powerful individuals, regardless of weight class, regardless, regardless of gender. So of course, they're going to, you know, tag some, if they tag somebody, they're going to get dropped. For the most part, that's any fighter, but especially to me, wrestlers, because of the strength that they have. And then, of course, they fall in love with it, and all of a sudden, they think they're, you know, Floyd Mayweather. See, with Justin Gaethje, yo, that, that, he takes a lot of punches. You know, I'm going to knock him out, man. You better get your well. He can't wrestle Charles Dubronx, but it's like, bro, he had he has to get his wrestling. Talk about somebody. Talk, talk about Charles gets hit a lot. Justin Gaethje got lit up like a Christmas tree. First of all, he's getting tagged by Chandler, who he couldn't put away, by the way. But he got lit up by Dustin Poirier. I'm not going to let that one go. I'm never. If 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 you are a Justin Gaethje fan, this isn't the podcast for you. I'm I'm always going to throw that. It's it's my sand in the eyes. <laughs> you know, he said uh, uh, Tony Ferguson should have had some sand, pulled some sand out of his pocket, and, and actual sand, and threw it and threw it at Justin. Yeah, he should have. By the way, but yeah, yeah, that's my sand. That's my proverbial sand. I am going to do that. I'm going to always do that. Throw that one in folks' faces. Got lit up like a damn Christmas tree. Not trying to hear it. Anyway, I digress. UFC. Oh, oh, what am I talking about? The other grappler. Ah, yes. How can I forget the other wrestler? The other struggle muffin wrestler. Oh, my God. Another thing. Oh, my man, Juggernaut, Simapec Fairtech got laid out. Damn. You're not starting off good. Damn. Mm, mm, mm. Got laid out. Damn. Oh, Lord, I'm glad I don't bet one championship. I would have, boy, that money would have been gone. Would have been gone. Would have won on Tiffany Tail, because it's, it's, it's Tiffany. How can you not bet on her? I would have lost. I, but whatever I won, I would have lost on that fight. I mean, his homie beat his ass. Whipped his ass. Now, speaking of the other wrestler who struggled, third degree uh, black belt and judo. She needs to throw that black belt and judo in the trash. Okay. 
I'm sorry, Ayaka Miyori Miura. Man. Like, come on. I'm so tired of these grapplers grabbing Jingjing Nan's ankles. I am so tired. She's in she was in there with Angela Lee twice. Michelle Nicolini. Why in the world would you I get it, I get it. I get it. She ain't know what else to do. The zombie or zombie girl didn't know what else to do. But damn, come on, sweetheart. Think of something. And I get it. I get it. Nobody wants to be in there with the reigning, the first ever Chinese champion who is reigning supreme as Chinese champion. I get it. Nobody wants to. I'm a grown ass man. Six foot, 200 pounds. I don't want to get pieced up by Jing Jing Nan either. And she probably would piece me up. I, you know, but I'm not, look, I'm not going to panic Russell. And that's all she, and then I was like, where's the judo at? Because the great thing about judo is the, you can move your opponent without ducking down. And doing for a single leg blast double. You don't have to do that with judo. That's why it's so fantastic. I don't know where it was. It just seemed non-existent. Yeah, Jing Jing Nan, again, going to have takedown defense across the board. She trained with Michelle Nicolini. So she's going to have to take down defense across the board. I understand that, but it's like, come on, sweetheart. Where is the judo at? Because the thing about judo, you're better, because the best way to neutralize a grappler is for the striker to stay kind of in the middle of the octagon, not have their back up against the gate. It's like, but with judo, you can talk, do the, you could toss your opponent no matter where they are. It just seemed very non-existent. So I, I don't, I don't know. What, what, it terrible, but yet another terrible performance. I wish Gingy now would get it together as far as knocking these ladies out, so he get this out of, especially the grapplers, so get this out of the way. But I don't know what's going on with her either. These steroids, man. If they are taking steroids, it's some cheap. Weak ass steroids. It is not working. Not working at all. So I'm starting to believe that they they just plain voluntarily just don't take them. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know they may not get checked for. I think they just plain that or is something going on. They some cheap ass steroids or something. But congratulations to the champ. She and Tiffany said that they're going to well well Nine is definitely trying to go back down, avenge, get that trilogy finished with Angela Lee. I love it because it keeps Angela Lee on her toes. When she said that, I'm sure she's very confident and uh, thinking about the fight against Stan Fairtech. Because Stan isn't this, you know, she's very talented on the ground, but she's not Angela Lee on the ground. So both are confident in both the, in the areas. Stamp is confident in her striking. Angela's strike, confident in her grappling. But I don't think that Stamp has the same kind of aggressive steam power kind of style that you need to take out Angela Lee. Jing Jing Nan has that kind of style. I could see her going there and plowing through Angela Lee again, hitting her with those bombs. And I'm not sure how the weight cut may necessarily affects her, Jing Jing Nan, but we'll see. We'll see. Tiffany, we'll see. Uh, I don't think, you know, it's not simply going down to Adam weight, but it would be interesting to see her at Adam weight. Her versus Angela Lee, now we talking. Because I think that Tiffany will be fine on the ground. The Lee family is no joke on the ground. But I think that if anyone can, can survive on the ground, it's Tiffany. No chill. 
And yeah, and I, I believe that she will piece up Angela. That I want to see that. Oh, I want to see Tiffany down at Adam with Division. You know, I like Android 8, but oh, I think she would give her problems too. Yeah, buddy, I need it. I need it in my life. And Gingy and 9. Oh my God, Gingy 9 versus some of these. Uh, oh, her too. Her too. UFC Vegas 46. <laughs> oh my goodness. I just can't get past people thought Giga Chikase, a damn kickboxer, was going to give Galvin Gator problems. Y'all tripping. I, I mean, I picked Giga, but these people are talking like Calvin Cater was a bum. I said once, I said again, how in the hell is someone who only in his last two losses, which was the beat and Max Holloway, how does that make the opponent a bum? Craziness. That's why you can't, man. He's casuals to have people staring the wrong way. Foolishness. Absolute foolishness. Foolishness. And I mean, he and then a quick turnaround. Oh, you got to have Giga in there. You got to have Giga. See? I came at people's necks on my personal page. I was just like, y'all tripping. This is a stupid idea. It's a stupid plan. Even some, someone who's actually a mutual. I was just like, yeah, this is a dumbass plan. It does, it's not going to work. A double weight cut? Frank that, what, eight? No. Stop. Uh, medical suspensions, though. Yeah. So Cater, even though he won, uh, he's still pending. We got a lot of, uh, apparently, he needs to receive clearance. ENT doctor for nasal bone fracture. So could be out as long as July 15th. Right now, looking at March 2nd, but definitely not before then. Giga Chikase. Yeah, MRI, I mean, neurosurgeon, like the whole works, that dude is done. <laughs> oh, and Dana said it, well, is he going to win? How's he going to come out? Like that whole, man, imagine if this actual professional promotion sat there and said, oh, yeah, you guys are right. We should give it to give Giga a chance. This dude don't even know when he's going to come back. Right now, his suspension is indefinite until he gets an MRI, okay? Chase Sherman, spent until March, no contract, last, last race, and of course, on above the left eye, we saw that. The big men proving that, you know, hey, don't, don't underestimate, just because, you know, gain weight, went from middleweight to heavyweight. That is kind of, you know, I mean, you know, I mean come on, that, that is kind of, you know, it's just, that's not really, you know, that's not necessarily a great thing. And speaking of someone who went from a middleweight to a heavyweight, I can, I can assure you, yeah, it is not kosher. It's not, it's not kosher at all. But, hey, when you're winning fights and uh, you're getting money, who cares? Who cares? Nobody cares, you know what I'm saying? So, hey, uh, and then a lot of people criticize this fight card. I mean, what, what do you want? Honestly, what, what do you want? Uh, just, come on. Okay, these fight cars, we start off the year barely holding together. We have people who are vax getting sick. Come on, people. But yeah, Jake Collier, proof folks wrong, improves to 13 and 6. Captain Cater improves 23-5. Giga, 14 and 3. Another thing about Giga, the dude wasn't. He's a good kick. He's an excellent kickboxer, but he wasn't even undefeated in kickboxing. Like, come on, people. Anyway, 
Brandon Rival improves to 13 and 6 over Aguero. Patorin, 17, drops to 17 and 4. Split decision. Kaylin Chukagan, to my enjoyment, because you know I don't like her, apparently may in fact be a free agent. Oh, super necessary, man. Super necessary. Oh, I need that in my life, man. Because, uh, yeah, I, I don't, man, listen, tired of her. When you have a one street filled with, you know, decision, that's not, there is nothing enticing about that. Go to promotion, get more money. And I get it. People saying, well, she's a good fighter. She stays in high ranks. But she got destroyed by Andrade. She got destroyed by Andrade. I know people say, well, that shouldn't matter. But, yeah, no. You know. Uh, she looks like she's going to be fine. Laceration. Uh, with Jennifer Maya, yeah, she's going to be fine. Uh, she did uh, need a sutures for the right eye. Jennifer Maya, no contact. Laceration. Laceration. Left lip. Uh, she'll be all right. She'll, but I, I knew she, I had a feeling she was going to lose because she hasn't improved. Uh, I like her fighting style, but she hasn't ref, uh, improved. Vashavzlov, Borshchev, Borshchev. With the dance routine after the, we saw liver shots, one champion, wait, one cha, no, not one champion. Oh, plus five. <laughs> Plus 500 underdog with the mullet over at LFA. Liver shot times two. Oh, man, I love a body shot. Of course, my favorite is Kim G over, uh, oh, man, what's it, Cassie? What the hell? Nadia Cassie. Yep, who tried to cheat as soon as the fight started and got dropped for it. Oh, man, hopefully, yes, hopefully. Kim G, that's what I call it, Kim G. Hopefully Kim G would do the exact same thing to Cheater, Priscilla Cashuea. Nobody got time for all that. Poking my girl Savage in the eye. She ain't stand a chance. Anyway, Bill Algio uh, improved to 15 and 6. I don't see him on the medical suspension list. Uh, right now we got Dakota. Bush suspended till Fe February 15th. Look, he's going to be fine. We got uh, Joe Anderson, Brito. That wasn't a bad fight. A lot of people complain. Laceration over left eyelid. Going to be out for a while. No, not for a little bit. Joseph Holmes, laceration under left eye. He should be good to go soon. Court McGee, laceration near right eye. Ramiz Bahamra. How much? Homage, yeah. It's been until February. We have Brian Kelleher, baby. Boom, boom. Looks like uh, laceration above right out. I mean, we saw all this. Kevin Chrome. Uh, Charles Rosa, though, he needs an MRI on the right knee. So, yeah, he's going to be out for a little bit. Loss via unanimous decision versus TJ Brown. Yeah, yeah, it was decision after decision. Jamie can't pick it. That's a, that's a, uh, never mind. I was about to say that's an inside joke, but yeah. 
I mean, you know, not a bad card. Not a bad card. I mean, you can't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's the same. It's, you're eating at a restaurant. Same restaurant all the time. That's why you got to diversify the portfolio. Now, when I heard that Jorge Masvidal did a deal with the UFC for his promotion, I forgot. I'm like, wait, what does that mean? I forgot. Of course, you're going to be fe- it means you're going to be featured on Fight Pass. Congrats to him. Congrats to Jorge Masvidal. Anyone who finds a way to become basically their own, essentially their own employer. Look, I'm, you know, not big on Jorge as a, I mean, he's like a cartoon character with this whole persona thing, he's doing a Scarface thing, then he was this fake Trump supporter. It's ridiculous. All that ridiculousness. However, aside from all that, man, I root for anyone to get their second business, as long as they're not completely evil. I root for people to get their, uh, uh, a second source of income. In this day and age, you need a second source of income. It's hard to survive what I say. I don't give a damn what it is. You need a second source, second source of income. And if you can start your own business or anything close to it, uh, yes, yes, and yes again. I don't care if it fails. You're trying to get. There's nothing worse than being under one employer. Or in the case of, of the fighters where you're an independent contractor and it just essentially it turns into an employer, like you're working at a damn minimum wage job. You get, no, you don't You don't beg for more money. You, you do what you can. You do what you can. But no, 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 no. You, you get the hell out of there. You know, that's why I don't know what's going to happen with this whole Francis Ngannou situation. On the one hand, it's probably better that he lose so he can get out of that contract. Because if he wins, he's stuck making the same money and under a three-fight clause, something like that. And who the hell is he going to be fighting? I'm sure he would like to avenge that loss to Derek Lewis. Lewis apparently is going up against Tom. Is it Tom Aspinall? No. Someone was saying that Tom Aspinall. Oh, no, he's going up against uh, Tuvasa. Uh, I think Tuvasa should get that one. And then you got Tom Aspinall. Going up against uh, Drago. A lot of people say, well, uh, he thought, no, Aspinall thought he was going to get groomed or something slowly. I'm just going to work my way slowly. What are you? I don't understand that, man. This is not the March of Dimes. This is no, it's no slow here. They said that with Casey O'Neill. There's no slow here. Just protect the prospects. Not, no, no, no. That's LFA. That's CFFC. When you hit the UFC, that's it. You're in a big time. With the big girl, boys and girls, okay, either you're ready or you're not. If you're not ready, get the hell out of UFC. It's not groomed. And then what does that mean? Like I said, crush cans. And I stand by what I said. Be glad it's better to Drago than Curse Blaze. I don't care what anybody says. Like I don't, you know, I, you know, I, I, if you listen to this podcast, I spend more time trashing Curtis than I do praising him. But no, because what's Tom Aspinall going to do if he get, if Curtis Blaze is massive? First of all, he's the same same height and size as Nagano. He's not built the same, but is this dude's big? I know people say what well, a waist. Now this dude is huge. Scoop, he scooped and lifted up Drago. <laughs> At least Drago was standing bang. He got poor jujitsu and was standing bang. So I, I don't think I think Aspinall would be fine. He just needs a plan. He'll be fine, but. Ah, Blaze, he gets, because that's the thing, he gets taken down. That's it, the fight is really over. That's what I don't know what he's doing. 
You know, yes, he has a ground game, but it's not it's not the same as Curtis. And this is heavyweight. Nah. I'm like, yeah, stop. It's just uh, I, I don't I never understood that prospect nonsense, man. Go go do MMA in, in your in your back porch. It's not the UFC is where the stars go. Some of these divisions are the the damn unranked fighters or in some divisions are they could make their way into the rankings at any time and do well. Strawway is a perfect example. Lupi can get she gets into those rankings. That's it. She's going to climb her way up. Period. You know, it, it, it's like a lot of these divisions, man. They are featherweight. Oh my god, middleweight. It's a ton of fighters in middleweight. There's a ton of fight. Featherweight is really the one. Lightweight, as we've seen, you know, the, the ranked fighters, it's, an exciting, it's developed into an exciting division with Du Bronx being there. And a lot of fighters that they have in that division. Yeah, man. Some divisions are, are kind of, you know, it's a little stagnant. But, yeah, other than that, yeah, you can't, um, no. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. But... Jorge, man, Jorge Masvidal, like I said, congrats to him. Good fight. Good. And this is why we divert us hardcore diversify the portfolio. One, I want to get my money's worth. I, I got to pay for Fight Pass, and I got to get my money's worth. Damn this. And Fight Pass does deliver. I just The only problem I have with Fight Pass is we got fights coming on at the same damn time. And LFA came on at the same time as Icon. So I checked out Icon FC1. I think Jorge is the one out of the MMA fighters who are starting on promotions. I, I think Jorge would be the one who's more successful. Yeah, he has an ego. You know, his ego is a little out. It seems a little, little way, a little weird. Uh, but I think he appreciates female fighting. And we didn't have any ladies on his card, but I do expect of all of him, Usman. We know Habib doesn't like. I don't know what's going on with him and the ladies. But you know that kind of, that you know the religion. That part of the world has always been criticized for not having a high regard for women. And it's a shame because there's a lot of women in that area, Dagestan, in that area as a whole. First of all, a lot of these, I mean, mothers, you know, it's not just the influence of the fathers. It's the influence of the mothers as well. But, you know, and it's there's women. There are women there who will throw down. And it's a shame. But, and then he doesn't like, uh. He doesn't like Octagon Girls. I can't. Man, Octagon Girls over at Icon. Goodness, gorgeous. Phew. And, of course, you got Pearl Gonzalez. Oh, man. Heaven, heavenly, heavenly. Good fights, too. Good fights, too. You got uh, Luis Hernandez. Got the stoppage via RNC. Oh, no, via ground and pound. Sorry. Via ground and pound. Over uh, Nolan. Nolan uh, Leg. <laughs> I kept thinking legs, of course, and I think about legs. I think about my, uh, you know, my my uh, page. And if you haven't already, please check out legs. Well, you don't, no, please. If you want to check it out, check it out. If not, well, then the hell with you. But no, no, seriously, seriously. If you love beautiful women and you want to see them daily, man, legs is where you need to go. It's called legs, L-E-G-S, at legs show. Also, remember, part of the uh, Hot Pass Council 
headed by man Jamal, formerly Cyrus King. You got to check it out. I keep it vanilla. Don't worry. I keep it vanilla. But you will probably see porn stars over there. You may see a picture of me with a porn star. Yes, I've met many of your favorite porn stars. Ha <laughs> ha. But anyway, Luis Hernandez, man, like I say, got the ground and pound stoppage. We had Amon Cosme. He improved the 3-0 over Alexander Schneck. Pretty boy. 1-10. Last minute fight. 8-3 as an amateur, bad weight cut, karate background. Sun, a.k.a. Moon, that's what Amon means, but a.k.a. Moon. Uh, both of them were supposed to have been coming in at 135. Neither made the weight. Uh, some level changing, good grappling between the two men. You know, Schneck tried to uh, return a favor with the uh, grappling, but he just got completely outclassed by... Uh, Cosme and uh, lost by unanimous decision. We had a world-class wrestler, Egyptian Olympian, Hamby Abdel Wahab versus Dustin Clemens, and that was that was a wild fight. That was a wild fight because they were banging at one point in time, and Clemens talking about some yeah, wouldn't mind trying to wrestling. So what the guys wrestling, try his wrestling, try his ground game, and he paid the price. Didn't know what the hell he was doing off of his back, and man, got lit up like a Christmas tree. Got stopped. Fight was stopped, caught off by a ref, but the stoppage of the night, the performance, if there was a performance of the night award, Jerry Gooden, by the way, Headline the event, former UFC. Sadly, he went one and three in the UFC, didn't do well. But, uh, you know, it was good to see him. He had his hands full with Aaron Highball, who apparently is the disciple of Matt Matreon. But, no, the highlight of the night, the highlight goes to S.D. Domas, who destroyed DeWitt Dixon. Dest left leg kick from hell. Oh, mercy, mercy, mercy. Oh, my God. LFA 121 was the jam. It was the, man, only one decision fight. The complete opposite of UFC Vegas 46, man. Oh, my God. But the highlight, I mean, man, ground and pound, ground strikes. Knees to the head. Man, submission. Guillotine, guillotine choke by Azela Gutierrez. But, man, at one of the night, the fight of the night, man, the, the finish of the night, mullet has power. Still undefeated Michael Sir. Man, Sear. Michael Sear. I think it's Michael Sear. Man, the mullet has power. Plus, he was a plus uh, man. What was, oh, what was he said? That, what is his sister gave him the mullet or whatever? But yeah, he was a plus 500. Now, Tapology has him as a plus five, 400, but he was a plus five and change when he scored that victory. That's why you can't count out the underdogs. That's what I'm talking about. When you see that plus money, you know, 300, 400, 500. That you, you got to look at that. You got to look close. You got to sit there and go, you know, wait a minute now. 
That's what you want to look at. Sure, the problem is when it's a minus 500, minus 600, it's like, yeah, it's a highly likelihood that, you know, the favorite is going to win, but you just never know. You just never know. But yeah, LFA. 121. I'm actually recording before 121. I'm, I, like I said, I was watching. You know, I'm looking at Jorge's joint. This stuff comes on at the same time. I, I tried to do both. It wouldn't let me. I don't know what's going on with that. It wouldn't let me. I know folks who do both. This wouldn't let me. I'm not doing a second account for that. But yeah, I'm going to break that down later. And that's it, man. I'm going to stop it. Stop it right there. Well, that's it. Thank you very much for joining me. Send it the show. Wrapping this thing up. If you don't do anything else, uh, when you go on Instagram, check out my reels. If you don't check out anything else, check out the reels and the stories. That means more to me than anything else. Positivity on there all the time. Yeah, but to me, that's where the best content is. And I truly do hope that everyone stays safe, stays strong, and stays positive. Don't forget, all you have to do is head on over. MMA by Millican or Instagram, MMA.by.Millican. The tags are all there. Instead of me posting a link and then you got to go to a website to check out a bunch of links and then come back, the tags are all there. Twitter especially. Twitter, so the mains are Instagram and Twitter. Bio, just go straight to the bio. Everything is easily accessible. Lake Show is where you find diversity, is where you find beautiful women daily. So... You got to check that out. Hope everybody enjoys fight weekend. Take care.